0: Hello and welcome to Judgment Day, the film podcast that pits the films you're passionate about against Terminator 2. I'm your host, Michael Carroll. Our subject today is nostalgia, and my guest is Caroline DeBevick. Hello.
1: Hi. How are you? Good. How are you doing?
0: Um, very good. It's um, post-Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I, I kind of, I'm glad that we recorded a little later than we planned. This is really thrilling stuff for people listening. I... Uh, <laughs> I, I could, we were, I, I hadn't had anything to eat in like four hours, you know, and like my blood sugar was just like dropping. So we pushed it back a little and, you know, I ate like a, you know, Thanksgiving dinners, plates so with the food. So I'm a little sleepy. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm more energized than, okay. than I certainly was like an cool. hour ago. Perfect. Um, so, um, uh, about two years ago we were at, um, our friend's wedding in New Orleans, and I was talking to you about this idea I had rattling around my head for the show, and you had said um, that you had never seen Terminator Two, and um, I was thinking about things that we could talk about, and 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 the fact that you hadn't seen it made me like really excited to talk to you about it, and um, I think at some point along the way I thought that nostalgia would be an interesting. Subject, because I think it's an interesting subject for films uh, in general. I think there's a lot of like um, preoccupation mm-hmm. in uh, Hollywood movies um, uh, about the concept, and it's it's interesting, kind of just doing like a, a really not very serious rote kind of like um, look into what the what the word means and what it derives from, and and there's like. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I think at one point it was considered a, a like, form of depression. And uh, I, was,
1: uh, <laughs> I was reading that, too. And, like, it was, like, it could be, like, serious. Like, you could die from nostalgia, like, extreme homesickness. Like, you yeah. could
0: die. <laughs> But uh, and then at other times it's, like, you know, uh, um, you know, I, I, when I think of it, I tend to think that it's a word that means like, uh, oh, something nice that you know, like makes mm-hmm. you feel happy and warm because of it reminds you of when you were a kid. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, on that topic, let's let's just let's just jump right into Meet Me in St. Louis. I'm going to call it Meet Me in St. Louis.
1: Okay.
0: Cool. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, so this is uh, 1944. It's a Judy Garland musical. Uh, it's big Technicolor film. Um, It's divided into a series of seasonal vignettes. Um, Starting in 1903, it tells the story of a year in the life of the Smith family in St. Louis, Missouri, leading up to the World's Fair in the spring of 1904. The older siblings court their neighbors, the younger siblings get into weird mischief, air quotes, and the family patriarch contemplates a family move, but then happy ending doesn't. Um, uh, I want to say, you know, this was a film that, um, my grandmother, uh, had a copy of growing up and, and, and when I think of nostalgia, I think about this movie a lot because, um, well, A, it's, it's weird because when I was a kid, I was watching this and I didn't understand that it was a film about nostalgia. I thought that it was a film about just like what life was like in, (laughs) in like the, the vague past, you know, like, like the, 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 um, dress is a very like accentuated wardrobe and and like um you know i i just thought that that was like how people dressed in you know uh whatever time it was back then Mm. um had you had you ever seen this film before
1: so i um i saw it as a child so this film was something that stuck out to me when we started talking about what we were going to watch because i like this is not a nostalgic film for me. Like I've seen it maybe once yeah. or like just the highlights. Like I know the like songs, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, but like watching it, I'm like, oh yeah, this totally fits the subject of nostalgia, but like not personally for me, you know, yeah. but the subject matter is very much nostalgic and um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's that. That's the thing that I think it, it's so weird to like clinically like look at other people's nostalgia, you know. It, it, like, so
1: weird.
0: I, I gotta say, uh, this one uh, uh, didn't do very much for me uh, watching it this time around. I think I went back to it sometime in my 20s and I thought mm-hmm. it was a very rich film, uh, you know. Um, and now here I am, I'm 38, and I'm just like, I was, honestly, I was uh, looking at my phone a couple of times. I, I was not invested.
1: Yeah. I would say it. I felt similarly, or, like, I wasn't, like, oh, I, I don't care about what happens to these people, you know? Like, nothing that is going on is particularly bad anyways. Um, but um, I love Judy in it. Yeah. She, Fucking amazing! Um, her voice is so good. That mm-hmm. boy next door song, excellent.
0: Really, I, I thought. Uh, I mean, have yourself a merry little Christmas is is the is the one that if this movie's remembered for anything, it's remembered for that song. Uh, but then trolley song is is the, the
1: other trolley
0: one song. Is, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I, I was gonna say I cried. Uh, <laughs> sang the Christmas song, I was like. Whoa yeah so be a little tootie or whatever
0: yeah whatever fucking wait um uh oh that's interesting do you cry a lot at movies can i ask is that
1: oh yeah i love crying at movies yeah it's like my favorite thing (laughs) do
0: you you ever feel like angry when you like get choked up at like movies you don't like and yet they still manage to like you know they find the the right knife to twist at the right moment and then you know, yeah like,
1: and you leave and you're like why the fuck did I cry at that I'm so right mad.
0: so yeah. did, was that was that was that a case with this one or was it or, or not
1: I didn't feel particularly upset about it like mm. I mean I just think it's like such a sweet moment and I mean Judy Garland's voice is so lovely singing that song um, so I wasn't like upset about it I was just like oh of course i'm crying
0: at this <laughs> yeah you know because it, 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 it it's funny because i i remember it being like uh somewhere in the middle of the film but it kind of really is the climax of the film mm-hmm. um and and it does do that thing that we we're talking about with nostalgia where like most of the movie is like hey remember when we used to make ketchup at home
1: uh right. <laughs> like that's
0: literally like a, and and like like talking about like how uh, difficult it was to put on these elaborate outfits and, and yeah. these mm-hmm. like, and, and like the, like trying to find who's on your dance card at these at these balls that you would go yeah. to. Um, and, and yeah, and, and,
1: and all this shit.
0: It, yeah, like Minnelli, the director Vincent Minnelli, he's like creating this world that you're like, like living in, like the pleasure of the film is like getting <laughs> to live in this space and time again. And mm-hmm. yet like when that song hits, um, it's the it's the, it's like it, like there's just like the sadness that just like comes rolling out which um you know it's it's funny cuz the song is like kind of like a standard christmas carol now but it's like right. um it, there's just really like e- even the lyrics like are are not often as like um dark as yeah. uh you know you often hear when you're in like a starbucks or whatever and it's on right the yeah um,
1: um yeah that yeah that's like really the only like except for the Halloween shit that's like the the sad part of the movie,
0: oh yeah i mean oh well, you're saying that like the tone shifts in the in the Halloween part,
1: I think that the the Halloween part is fucking bizarre to me, yeah um and I'm not sure what exactly that was about. <laughs> it was really fucking strange, though.
0: Well, yeah, but, I mean, the it's it's based on, it's it's based on like a series of short stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was the whole they they they're just trying to like hammer them together into a movie. Um, yeah, and it, it, it's a musical, uh, and 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 it has that like let's put on a show kind of feel. So it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah. Uh, I I tend to like musicals for their ability to like go into like you know twists and turns and back alleys and dead ends and then Mm -hmm. turn around and go back and stuff like that but weirdly like this this didn't have a lot of musical numbers. No
1: um there are what like four or five?
0: Yeah I mean there's like little like party songs I was drunk last night dear mother and then there are some that are like uh, Olivia, you know, my wife, she was Googling them. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, that's that's definitely racist. Uh,
1: you know? Oh, that the party song? Yeah.
0: yeah I can't remember um, what it was. Um,
1: but uh, yeah, and then there's the duet between the parents, trolley song, boys yeah.
0: Oh, and the parents, that's kind of interesting. So Mary Astor plays um, uh, Mrs. Smith, and um, you know that she was um i don't know if, how familiar you are she was uh, with her she was a, a a big um film star uh in the like during the, the birth of film mm-hmm. so so um it, it's funny that, um i think of like like winona Ryder being in like um stranger things you know as mm-hmm. kind of like uh like a oh, callback sure. to like a movie about yeah. the 80s that is also a, you know like bringing you know uh, yeah. familiar faces you know um, mm-hmm. and so that and that kind of speaks to like a lot of what I think is interesting about the movie is that like uh, not necessarily the movie itself but like it, it is like a concrete example of something that is just happening all the time you know like to this day you know, yeah 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 repackaging like, old shit like yeah Mm-hmm.
1: yeah absolutely um, yeah I'm not sh- super familiar with yeah. Any of these actors other than yeah. Judy Garland? Um, but yeah, like yeah.
0: Um, we that. can transition to a film with actors we're very familiar with if you want to do that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Any last thoughts? Uh, yeah. I think it should just be called "Meet Me in St. Louis" and not "Meet Me in St. Louis." Yeah. I think it's a bullshit title.
1: Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Are we so moving let's
0: to let's talk about Punk's Dead, SLC Punk 2, 2016. It's set almost 20 years after the event of 1998's SLC Punk. This long gap sequel tosses out Steve-O, the protagonist of the first film, to focus on Ross, the son of Trish and heroine Bob. I assume people listening have a passing knowledge of SLC Punk, but we're just going to roll with it. Um, So, Bob uh, narrates from the afterlife the saga of his son's transformation over an aimless afternoon from a Victorian goth to a punk, uh, all while the other tertiary characters from the first film make some really ham-fisted cameos. (laughs) Uh, Um,
1: So, we watched this for the first time several years ago. Yeah. Yeah. and I remember really enjoying it, but watching it again. So I did watch SLC Punk, and then watched. Punk oh, okay. Stiff. Um, and I didn't. I'm
0: trying to like to like let this film s- s- live on its so own in my head. I'm sorry. Good.
1: Which was probably smarter because I watched it and was like, I fucking hate <sighs> this. It felt like such a chore getting through it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I love. I felt very confused. So they're on it's like a road trip movie basically um and I felt very confused as to why they were like how they got to Ogden Utah in the first place that was really confusing to me
0: yeah um
1: and the acting is so bad in it there are moments that are like oh this is like these kids like had a really good time shooting this, their chemistry is really good, whatever. And then there are moments where you're like, did they just like find this like random punk on the street and put her in this movie? And just because she like had the look very confusing.
0: Yeah. um, It's tough because I, I, I think I had the experience of like 15, 20 minutes in, being like, yeah, and, and I think I had this the first time where I was like, yeah, okay, let's do this. This is great. Right. Like, let's actually like have fun with this. Let's explore this. And then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's just some stuff that like um, clunks uh, really hard. And it's, it, it, um, and, and the first one I think had some of the similar stuff, had some of the similar issues, but like it also like.
1: I mean, it had Matthew Lillard. Yeah, Lillard he had
0: a lot of charm. It,
1: um they swapped out the actress for Trish which I didn't realize yeah it's um the mom vampire from Twilight
0: okay in
1: in Punkstead um what is her name Esme um and um her whole character is like the opposite of who she is in SLC Punk
0: Mm-hmm. and
1: it's a different actress so like that like she's all like freaking out the whole time and
0: but she, that's, like, that's so out. strange why would they if they were going to change the actress why not just like recast steve-o I i don't yeah. know i mean i know at one point there was discussion about him coming back for this because this was a mm-hmm. film i followed the production of this like kind as fairly closely at the time, because, um, you know, the first it's SLC like Punk.
1: Crowdfunded and everything, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, like, it it, it did feel like a labor of love. It, it did feel like a film that it needed to, like, prove that there was an audience for it. And, you mm-hmm. know, it was, like I said, SLC Punk was such a, like, swing for the fences that worked in spite of a, a, a lot of factors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, and so, yeah, I was like really hoping that like something like this, you know, um, well, long gap sequels, if we can back up. Um, uh, I, I think this is an interesting film to talk about uh, as an example of a long gap sequel, um, because it kind of it tries to have it, a lot of things both ways. It does try and like kind of bring back the old gang and, um, They they don't generally age very gracefully, with one notable exception: John the Mod. (laughs) What's his name?
1: um... It's
0: yeah, it's um, uh, um, is it James Duval? Um, and 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 he is just wonderful to like look at, and he's wonderful Mm -hmm. to see like um, uh, as a like um. As uh, a like uh, Avengers Endgame like five years Later like ironic plot Twist you know like (laughs) um, uh, But like Devin Sawa Was just like you know it just felt like he was Just really just Hey you know I know it's 20 years later But like isn't it crazy that I still am Dressed like this and it's just like that's What a lot of like like Jay and Silent Bob Shit is sort of supposed to be About and you just Mm -hmm. It's it doesn't I feel like it's supposed to make you, the joy, the fun of watching something like that, supposed to remember what it was like to be young and see like the, you know, train spotting one or, Mm -hmm. you know, SLC punk or, you know, um, but like when they try and do that shit again, all you see is just like um, the leathery face, you know, Um, the bags under the eyes. um, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it really makes me feel old in a way that like, well, there's not much to say because I feel like there's uh Marandino, the director. Um, I don't think he had a lot. To, I, I, if everything about like the old characters coming back felt like kind of cobbled together,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, um, and it's like it how it much on the fly.
1: Yeah, and it's like they they were like, "We got this amount of money. Like, who can we get? Yeah, and who's got, who's got time? You know? Yeah." Um,
0: the detritus you know yeah. Of like yeah you know.
1: um yeah, i really like I really want it to be good, and whereas like a lot of sequels or like reboots or whatever to me feel more like money grabs, this doesn't feel like they were trying to make a bunch of money on this, you know, yeah. like labor of love like a labor of love um. But they just, like, didn't have the story <laughs> or, like, they didn't have, like, <laughs> um, like the right, they didn't bring the right people back
0: or, or they didn't something. do it
1: in a way or something. Like, it's just, like, it doesn't all come together in a way that's satisfying. Yeah. Uh, even, like... I mean like the kid ross you know he's bob's son and he has very similar like the way that he goes on these like long like rants about what the fuck ever you know very similar to how bob does it in slc punk but like um it's really bad and i like don't care you know (laughs) Um. Whereas, like, where when Bob goes on, what is his rant about drugs or whatever? Yeah. Um,
0: Napoleon.
1: Yeah. Like, I'm like, this is funny, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I know people like this. Um. But I mean, I saw SLC Punk when I was in high school, you know, and I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. Like, Fuck yeah! Like, I want to be a cool punk, you know. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> no exactly i mean i it was also like merendino watching it again like he writes directs and he edits and i think editing is sort of where where he's where he's good you know like oh,
1: you think that's his strong suit is editing
0: yeah i mean i think that he like um he keeps the energy lively and so when they're when there are actors that like can give you a lot of energy it's great but then he kind of I don't know. Some of these guys, that just like felt like he shot himself in the foot because like they they just didn't. Um, you know the the protagonist is just like um difficult. The worst. To spend time with, yeah. <laughs>
1: like I don't want to hang out with him. Yeah. Uh, I also hated Bob's narration.
0: From I loved I loved Bob's narration.
1: <laughs> he looked close sad and old. Oh my God.
0: No, but, but he was also <laughs> just like, you know, man, I wish I could be alive, but I'm fucking dead. You know.
1: I'm just like fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about all the kinds of punks. We need a smoke break. I do love his smoke break. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. No, that was the, honestly, that was a highlight for me. Again, because I think he <laughs> like um, he's got a lot of energy, so. Yeah, fair. But um, i i again like this movie's interesting um because it makes you try and think about why s l c punk is good and part of it mm-hmm. is that s l c punk was a film that was made in in the late nineties that was about the mid eighties and mm-hmm. um, and so it it has its own nostalgia
1: factor right. yeah um,
0: but it's also a film about i think there's a lot i think especially for like the late '90s, I think there's a lot of interesting like class analysis in the first sure. SLC Punk film. Like, like mm-hmm. it, it is a it is sort of the story of a rich kid, um, kind of you know, uh, in part like learning to like have some empathy for like his community, like creating a community, and and like kind of um, as to the degree that like any of this stuff was ever talked about in the 90s, like d- discovering that he does have some privileges and, and owning them and, you know, like, you know, you can you can argue whether or not he does it in a way that's, you know, fucked up. I mean, he does, he's, he's you know, Matthew Lillard. Uh, you know. Um, this film is set in the 2000s. It was made in the 2010s. Um, it's not, it's really just about like moving it's about fluidity in like, like subcultures. Like, yeah. it's not, there's not really a coming of age, which could be interesting, um, right. but it's just not. But then also I think just the nostalgia factor, like one of the things that made me excited about this was like, I love the idea of a movie about like the punk scene in the two thousands. Cause that's when I, you know, felt like, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and there was all sorts of like shit about like, um, you know the iraq war that was going on and and just all yeah. this like uh and and like the music was you know the music was becoming more fratty more broy. uh mm-hmm. blink 182 was was a growing concern uh <laughs> you know um and then you know uh really what i think like like if slc punk was the seminal film of the 90s i really think the seminal punk film of like um now is green room and like, oh
1: yeah,
0: and, and that's a film that is also about like fluidity or lack thereof within right. like subcultures. But like that's the thing. It's like it's like the two thousands and like you, you like like the first SLC Punk talked about Nazis, like right, you know, and like getting into fights with Nazis. Like not as much as I think would have been interesting, but like it romanticizes the punk scene in a way that I thought was. I, I'm sorry. I, I want to know what you think about all that
1: um yeah i think there. yeah f- with regards to punks dead which i also i feel like this was when we first watched it i called it slc punk 2 punks not dead but yeah. it's called punks dead that's yeah. it <laughs> um, but i want to call it the yeah. punk 2 punks not dead um yeah. but there's no like like, their whole motivation is to, like, go to this show, you know, like, that's their driving focus, um, which, like, again, doesn't make sense to me, like, why they're on this road trip in the first place, but there's no, like, context for the world, you know? Like, there's nothing beyond their, the car that they're in or Trish's shop, you know, or Johnny's mm-hmm. shop and um so there's nothing like there's nothing to say about like what what's the motivation for these kids being punks you know whereas like in SLC Punk I you know like Stevo like goes into like why they're punks and like what they're rebelling against and like whatever you know
0: yeah it's almost like um these guys like um the first one was about like being punk and defines to like what like the boomers were and how they identified and in this one it was like oh punk's just an identity that you will inherit you know yeah like, it, it, it's your birthright um right which i would actually really like to show this movie to an actual young person in their 20s <laughs> like you know like be like look take some ritalin because you're going to need to be able to focus here. yeah uh, but like
1: <laughs> Um Yeah. Like, but yeah, it like yeah. doesn't feel like a movie for young people. It doesn't feel I mean, it feels like it's in service to fans of SLC Punk. Yeah, I mean
0: literally it's like it's it's fan service for like I like my opening notes here, like the music starts with um uh, No Effects is the decline and then it goes into like a violent Femme song and I was like mm-hmm. so happy. I was like, Oh I'm seen. This is like yeah, yeah, like Yeah. I'm into it at the in the front end. You yeah. Know? And I don't know. I mean, the idea of just having, like, three kids in, like, an old car driving around aimlessly is not an inherently uninteresting premise for a film.
1: No. Love it. Like, perfect. Yeah. Um, that's all I want to watch, you know? It's, like, <laughs> some dumb kids doing some dumb shit. But, like... Yeah. Talk um, about
0: their feelings.
1: Yeah. But, like, yeah. it it felt like there was, should have been more meaning and like that Ross kid, I like they're on this road trip to like, he like falls in love with a girl after like years of being like, fuck love. I'm never falling in love. And he's all sad, but I like, just don't give a shit, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. He's not, he comes off as like very, uh, he doesn't come off as very compelling, and then you know the yeah. like the whole movie just like well the whole movie just stops in its tracks with like this um scene with this Rastafarian guy where like they you know oh, so they, they stop and weird. Like, you know, he has he has a whole bunch of mushrooms and it, it's just this weird like um like the whole movie just like a weird like white person um fantasy about itself, but like in that in that particular sequence, and people who have seen the film will know exactly what we're talking about like it just literally becomes that like you know it's almost like um in um was it boyhood when patricia arquette has this whole weird subplot with like some like you know uh like poor like uh, central american latinx guy and she just like saves his life by giving him some nice white lady advice you know and <laughs>
1: I have not seen boyhood, but oh oh well square one to me.
0: Yeah, I mean it's you know just it just doesn't do anything with the rest of the film, you know. It's just weird. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's like just a way to get Ross on drugs, I guess, but like in no way would that ever happen. And it's so fucking weird. It's so weird.
0: (sighs) Do you think do you think that the film would have worked if um The focus was either entirely on the older cast or entirely on the newer cast. Yeah, Yeah. either
1: way, I think it would have been way more interesting. Um, like the cat, the older cast with Trish and Johnny the Mod and Devon Sawa, um, rough their story is like not super interesting, but it would have been. Like, if they were the focus, I would have been way more in it. Or if it was just about the kids, like, I do not give a fuck about Trish trying to find Ross, you know? Yeah. And that also, like, makes no sense. And I was reading something about it um, after I watched it, and it's, like, um, the scene at the end where she, like, where, like, Devin Sawa, like, calms her down, you know? Yeah. and that's about like her like PTSD and whatever. And like, like that would have been way more interesting if it had been introduced way earlier in the plot, you know? But yeah. instead it's like this woman that you knew as like a cool, super smart, like super wooey goddess who's just like freaking out about her like 20 year old lost son, <laughs> like, I don't care. And and the thing is that he's not actually lost, you know? Like, I think in the beginning, um, she's like, I just got a phone call from Crash's mom, and they're out on the road. Where are they? Oh, Yeah. Like, like, you know we're there. They're on a road trip. He's like, almost 20 or whatever. Like, who cares?
0: Yeah, there's there's like emotional beats that feel like they were reverse engineered.
1: Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, if it was just about... um, I would I would love a story about um, John the Mods transformation. I would love a story about just Devin Sawas character. I would love a story about um, what's his face Eddie. Eddie. Hidden Eddie was trans-
0: Eddie was one of my favorite characters in the first film, and and it was just sort of, I didn't get what they were trying to do uh, with him, but
1: I mean. I get it I mean you know he's but it's like weird because like they pit him against um, Devin Sawa's character and they have this like weird Devin Sawa's
0: character sucks
1: I know well that's the whole thing it's like and like it's also like anti-feminist to be like strip clubs are bad you know like um, or like it's like anti-sex work and like whatever which like why like what's his motivation for having that stance it's super weird um the the, all of it's super weird Um, let's talk about
0: let's talk about a film that does um kind of handle a large cast a little more (laughs) seamlessly okay so here's the big one uh it's the royal tenenbaums 2001 um uh we were in the same spot last episode um, that I did uh, with Mike Caravella where we were talking about uh, Blade Runner. Everyone knows this movie, but on uh, the <laughs> off chance that, I uh, don't know, so this is three gifted New York City siblings uh, who experienced great success in youth, face disappointment and failure in adulthood. Uh, their eccentric father, Royal Tenenbaum, left them in their adolescence and returns as they're recovering at their mother's home, uh, falsely claiming he has a terminal illness He works on reconciling with his children and ex-wife. Again, well-trod film, um, but I thought it was very interesting to watch in um, the fall of 2020.
1: Yeah?
0: Yeah. um, You know, this is a film that I think, like... um, I'll say a lot of uh, a lot of film people uh, have like metabolized. Like it's kind of hard to talk about like certain films, big films, milestone films like this because I think like a lot of people just like have it seeped in their bones and they know what it's you know what it is and 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 mm-hmm. they feel it and you know um, and 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 I was honestly I was I wasn't thinking I would have a lot. Uh, to say about this film because Mm -hmm. like there was a period where I watched it pretty regularly and then a period where I didn't watch it. And, you know, there's some, uh, stock observations about Wes Anderson that like, we could just rattle off right now. It's, it's twee, um, people of color are all just like, um, objects, uh, except for maybe, uh, um, Danny Glover, um, -hmm. you know, um, this is maybe his best film. I I don't know. Um, but, um, but so I watched this, I put this on and, um, you know, uh, it's such a funny era to be watching this in because like, um, you know, um, the idea of being able to just go to your mom's house and, and just, um, pitch a tent and, and bring your family and everything just, you know, Rings a little different now than it did uh, uh, a few months ago uh, at the beginning of the year. Um, you okay? Yeah, sorry. Yeah.
1: Adjusting my iPad.
0: Um, and then like, um, kind of having to like, um, wrestle with, um, like a shitty, uh, New York like blowhard like uh, rich asshole, um, mm-hmm. you know, with Trump and everything. It's just sort of like you know well we kind of have to learn to forgive him and i'm just sort of like oh no do you I... <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm just that's all to say that like um the, the, this this viewing of this film was really uh was really great to um i'm glad that i'm glad that it was something that you had recommended because it's not something i would have thought of and and um mm-hmm. yeah I, I, was, I was really moved by it actually yeah
1: um so royal Tenenbaums bombs is one of my favorite movies Mm -hmm. um i can watch it at any point in time and have pretty much the same feelings about it i'll cry i think it's beautifully shot um i also think it's fucking wild that that movie is set in 2000
0: yeah (laughs) right, right after the plane set you know
1: yeah um
0: Zoolander was uh it was it was just coming leaving the theaters and yeah. this one was coming. <laughs>
1: um yeah, I think I mean for me it's such a great it for me like is such a nostalgic film both like in content and like how I personally feel about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and like not even for me like tied to a time or place but just like the feelings that i have when i watch it um and um yeah i just love it i think it's so sad and like beautiful and like such a like uh what i feel like for myself like a very accurate portrayal of family you know Mm -hmm. Um, yeah.
0: How, so you're watching it now. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, you watch it fairly regularly. Has it, have your feelings about it changed or is it like, like I said, it's just metabolized. It's just like you, you go through and you, uh, like there's, I don't want to use the word routine, but, um, um let's well, just say r- the routine of like oh at this point I feel this at this point I feel that did you feel anything fresh this time watching it
1: um well so I was trying to watch everything well so when we like decided to talk about nostalgia I wasn't really sure exactly how I was supposed to be viewing these you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um like am I looking at it like for my own personal yeah like nostalgia which these movie only royal tenenbaums is nostalgia for me um or am i supposed to be looking at it like through like nostalgia as presented in the films um and so i was trying to like just kind of keep an eye out for like little things you know and like um There' Something that actually kind of moved me, this viewing, which has not previously, is at the end, um, where Richie and...
0: uh, Richie is uh, Owen Wilson? Or Luke Wilson?
1: The Wilson brothers are talking when they go to get um, Owen. Mm -hmm. What are they? Richie and... Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. (laughs) Um, What is his name? This is embarrassing. Anyways, they're like going to get him because he's addicted to drugs and Mm -hmm. take him to rehab or whatever. Yeah. And um, Owen Wilson says, "Like I always wish that I was a Tenenbaum." And Royal says, "Me too." And then. There, it's just this like little moment that's like very sweet and very sad and like but like doesn't like feel sad but like in the context of everything or that I've ever like noticed before but like watching it this time I was like oh that's like such there are all these like just little moments that are that I feel like because I've seen it so many times or because so many people have seen it so many times, like kind of just get lost in like the overall wave of everything. Um, But that are so like nice and like sweet, you know, and like sad, like everything's kind of drenched in sadness, but like, um, I don't know, like just like those little moments are like the things that I noticed this time around
0: yeah it does kind of like like Meet me in St Louis, I think uh like I was saying, Louis, and it does have that like quality of like it's not trying to be like one um piece, it's trying to be a bunch of little pieces that like kind of mm-hmm. cobble together, and so each scene I think is just trying to like pushing itself to like be the best version of that scene, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's weird, like you know it makes for a very disjointed film, but to but but to its credit you know like mm-hmm. as as opposed to like say Terminator 2 which is all about like going you know escalation of action right. you know yeah. um, because they're like yeah these big emotional moments that like uh, you know hit in the middle or in the beginning and you right. know um, yeah I I was um, it was funny because I, I always uh, disliked Chaz uh, as a character mm-hmm. and I just like I just like Ben Stiller in general I, I just like his maybe too strong a word but I I don't find him very interesting um <laughs> but but the like um it's been a tough year line um it,
1: oh yeah. yeah
0: that 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 um that this was one year where,
1: that really hit yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure it, it
0: it was felt and and but then but then you know I think that that maybe that's low little hanging fruit but like I also thought like um it's awful because you know, talking about families and everything. I think I think when I'm together with my family, I think I I think I become chess That's the that's the other big revelation <laughs> I had, which is awful, because I, I I like to look at all these other people and be like, oh, I'm I'm Bill Murray. I'm just like you know, I I did model a lot of personal style, uh, realizing this this time, like after Bill Murray specifically in that film, mm-hmm. like you know, try to, um, sure. but like, yeah. yeah, like like just like just like total rager like when he's like in his in his family <laughs> like so, like like the love language is like you know like um it's just to like you know i have this under control don't you know that cross seems me on this so
1: accurate for you that i'm <laughs> shocked that you have not put that together do. <laughs>
0: We're all um, still working on ourselves here you know like I watching you sort of... like
1: helicopter parents sometimes with <laughs> Henry I'm like oh yeah that makes total sense <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah so so this is so this is good this is an intervention you know yeah. like this is I why mean, I, this when... this is why I have friends on the show so they <laughs> <laughs> but but was there someone is there someone in the movie for you that like stands out as like that's the person. That I, like, identify with or
1: something. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, It stands out, I I guess.
1: um, I would like to say Margot, but probably Richie. Yeah. Um, I love his character. Um, And, I mean, his His character is sad and, like, you know, in love with somebody who it's super weird that he's in love with and... Um. Yeah, I don't. He know. gets all the
0: best. He gets all the best moments. Uh, he gets like you know, like the 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 Nico coming on when Gwyneth. Paltrow uh, it. Yeah, it, it's just. Uh, uh, um, I, 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 I was happy to realize that I still found that breathtaking. Yes. Um, and, and, and and no, and feeling how I feel about Gwyneth Paltrow in 2020, you know, like yeah. that really says something.
1: Yeah. But
0: um, um, but then um the, 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 uh, suicide sequence, um, that, that oh, the, sequen- the sequence, the is, sequence is beautiful, but it was interesting. Like watching it now, um, it does come in like this on the heels of like this, uh, other part of the film, I think, I don't know. I don't know if it aged badly or it never really worked, but it was just sort of like, he finds out that his, uh, his sister, Eli, uh, yeah. Eli, Eli. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, cash. Yeah. uh, uh wildcat 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 Wildcat. (laughs) um but yeah um he he, he tries to kill himself because he finds out that his brother-in-law is heartbroken that uh his sister had this secret life you know like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um it maybe this contradicts something that i said a minute ago but like it does work in the film because like I don't think that that was the reason why he tried to kill himself. I think it was all this dysfunction that just like right. built up and and yeah uh, and so like um, nothing that he he he's the one trying to make it work. Uh, he's mm-hmm. the one trying to do the emotional labor for everybody but he's kind of an idiot. Um, yeah
1: <laughs> so. yeah um, I think he says to Margot like you're the reason but it's not your fault you know and I think that
0: yeah, it's very sweet.
1: Very, and, like, accurate to, like, what the feeling is. Um, yeah, I I don't know if that, the, like, private eye, like, reveal really does it for me, but it's, like, a fun sequence to watch, you know?
0: Um, well, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that's Wes Anderson, you know, in, in his... Yeah nutshell i was also thinking about like um okay so this film came out in 2001 um you know and this film really blew people away like i think a lot of people slept on um rushmore uh Mm -hmm. uh but this was the one where he he kind of came out like uh fully formed you know like this is when he you start to see this is my vision yeah this is where
1: you like see this is what wes anderson does
0: yeah this is like the mission statement um yeah and, um, and, and it was funny watching people try to, uh, sort of explain it to other people. Cause, uh, you know, I know a lot of people have stories where like, oh, I showed this to my parents and they were confused because they thought it was supposed to be funny. Yeah. Uh, but I think it is funny, you know, like, like that sort of shit. Um, mm. uh, and then he's also sort of like this precious man child, you know, uh, <laughs> Yeah, and and I was thinking, like, um, uh, I think he really did like come in and fill in a void when Tim Burton just decided to do like weird, shitty like um, remakes <laughs> that with Johnny Depp of stuff that was all like overly CGI, right? Like, you, you, yeah, you, mm-hmm. you pick up what I'm he putting really down. He filled here? the
1: like weird director void
0: because it's because they are about nostalgia, but they're also capable of like being very sad, you mm-hmm. know, um, yeah. and, and like, uh, like, um, like obsessed with the past, but in, mm. in a way to like, understand like, like where know, they're at like, now. But, like, um, well, yeah, we're out emotionally, you know,
1: right. Yeah. Um,
0: and, um, and I think in that regard, I think he does a fairly better job than <laughs> burden that's a heartbreak you know he made some of the best films in the of of the 80s and 90s and just i mean
1: like nightmare before christmas is my root you know like that's the first movie that i saw multiple times in theaters yeah Um, he really i haven't seen anything that he's done in later years but like I never
0: saw Alice in Wonderland or Yeah, it's not. Why would you? You know right. uh-huh. uh, I haven't seen the last couple of Transformer movies, you know. Hmm.
1: That's interesting. Uh, Anyways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um but but uh okay, so but that's all to say going back to Anderson here, like one of the things, you know uh, maybe a, another Pat observation that I, I kinda of developed a few years ago is that like he makes like he tends to make like um movies about um Uh, adults who are stuck in their childhood and and like movies about children who are like you know yearning to be adults and I tend to think that um, the adults that are like kind of like navel gazing tends to be it's it's more my jam. Um, Um, Do you have any thoughts on did did you ever does that ring true to you in any way?
1: Yeah I mean I think that's very accurate for almost all of his like major characters i never saw darjeeling limited all the way through mm-hmm. um but i mean like if you think about like ray fiends and grand budapest or i don't know um, now, it's,
0: occasionally there's just like a fucking stupid like dog movie but you know
1: <laughs> oh yeah i forgot about that one no, Fuck that movie. Yeah. um but um or like the kids in what is that one Moonrise Kingdom. Kingdom. Um
0: oh wow, you I'm surprised. I, I would think that like you'd have Wes Anderson more like it but it's really just this movie for you, isn't it?
1: I mean like I enjoy I feel like goofy that I haven't seen Daryl Geeling Limited all the way through. Mm. I have seen bits of like like the whole first half or like whatever, like long chunks of it, but like not all the all of it all the way through um and i mean i really enjoyed moonrise kingdom and grand budapest hotel but they're not films that i go back to in the same kind of way you know like i would watch either one of those films or rushmore um at any point but like not in a like yearning kind of way not in a way that i'm like i want to like have these feelings kind of way you know Mm -hmm. um but whereas, like, with Royal bombs, I can, like, if I'm just trying to have a feeling, I'll, like, put it on. <laughs> Much in the way where I'll, like, watch The Office on repeat just to, like, have, like,
0: a, a, feeling. a feeling of, like, homeostasis.
1: Right, yeah, exactly. Um,
0: well, speaking of um, things that uh, we view multiple times over and over again, uh, let's jump into Terminator 2.
1: Okay, I fucking loved it I the, <laughs> so, <laughs> I really like tweet live tweeting movies that I haven't seen before mm-hmm. um, that being said I did not live tweet Terminator 2 my only tweet was like I'm pissed at anybody who um, never made me sit down and watch this movie before because what the fuck this movie is so good it hits so hard so consistently like oh
0: so, so that's good. it that's great yeah I mean you know I hear stories about uh I, I have some friends who like never saw Star Wars or they saw Star Wars late in life you know mm-hmm. uh and they're just like yeah it's okay you know like uh yeah. um uh you know Olivia you know when she was on uh, uh the Dolly Parton episode we did you know uh, we talked about how she had I, I had introduced her to Terminator 2 when um mm-hmm. You no, know, we started uh well uh and and how i think she had a very similar reaction to you which is like it gets your adrenaline going yeah um did you did you um were you avoiding the film what like what what, what was your relationship to it growing up you were like vaguely aware so, of it
1: so i was so i saw the first terminator as a mm. child Oh. Um, i and what? i noticed. You would. Well, so, I didn't think that I liked action movies for a really long time. Hmm. Um, and I didn't really get into, like, watching action movies until I was in my 20s, you know? And at that point in time, I was watching current... I am always watching current action films, you know, fucking Avengers. Uh, Fast genre. Furious, yeah. Fast Furious, love them. Wick, yeah. Um, but... Um, I, at that, like, when I came to the realization that I don't hate action movies, you know, Um, which is probably some, like, ingrained, like, sexism kind of shit, you know, but um, I just, like, I don't... For me it's really hard to like go back and watch something that like everybody has seen already you know much like people who go and watch star wars in their 30s or whatever yeah like i've never watch game of thrones i'm just oh, gonna say that I, have, I have
0: no interest like, yeah
1: like not only i mean like i could have been interested in it if i had started it when it was like on or when it started on tv but i'll never go back to it the wire is one that I should watch but I'm not going to you know like these there are things that I at this point I'm just like I just and it's also just not something that I has ever come up for me I
0: Mm -hmm. guess
1: until you started talking about it I've had your DVD of it yeah yeah for a very long time and I just watched it this week oh really Um, yeah just watched it (laughs) um
0: I thought you would watched it a few months ago okay that's great
1: um and I was fucking blown away. It's, it like, every scene is just so good. Like, they're mm-hmm. all just, like, these, like, beautiful, like, perfectly done capsule scenes. And I just loved it all the way through. Action is great. Sarah Connor is great. Um, John Connor. Although he's very annoying a lot of the time he's like funny and fun and like his relationship with the terminator is fun and cute he's like he's my friend like um i loved that like i also haven't watched the terminator since i was a kid so i you know wasn't entirely
0: so how let's so let's unpack that how old were you when you saw the first terminator do you remember
1: probably like seven or eight
0: it's funny because it's, it's, it's a, you know, it's basically a slasher film with a sci-fi twist at the end. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's, and and those films are all, you know, like about like, you know, like, oh my God, what if you saw a like misogynistic, you know, like murder uh from the killer's point of view, you know, <laughs> that that's the, that's the, and you know, there it's, you know, there's a lot that you can do with that, but that, that is baseline what it is, you know, yeah. so like, uh, um it, it is funny it, to to see like the sequel be uh well it's it's pleasant to see the sequel like broaden the scope sure. um but it definitely like also like i it's funny i could see like having seen like the first film and you tell me if this is what happened like having seen the first film uh, at such a young age just kind of being like i don't give a shit about this it's, i mean did you know like that arnold would be a good guy like a well, so I knew
1: I knew that going into the movie at this point because I have seen one of the more recent ones, the one where he yeah. has white hair, where he's like a good guy. So I knew it's I, knew
0: it I like, don't really watch a lot of the new ones,
1: <laughs> that's fair, and I don't no. plan on watching any of the other ones. Um, I don't even know which Genesis
0: I, that sounds right,
1: anyways. Um And so I knew he was a good guy, Um, but it was, like, fun, like, so not really having the context of the first one, because I watched it, you know, (laughs) two decades ago, Um, and only, like, knowing what's going on in this world based on trailers for the ones that have come out, like, over the past decade, and... um, So I knew, like, going into it, like, roughly what was going to happen. But that being said, all of the little things along the way were, like, such fun surprises. Like, when John is talking about um, growing up and his mom is, like, dating all these, like, random, like, warlords or, like, military generals or whatever, like, to gain all their skills and then just, like, bouncing and like that was his childhood. I was like, holy! Like that was like such a fun surprise. And also, I mean, like finally understanding all of the cultural references to T two that are like existing in the world. Oh, I fucking recently watched Wayne's World again. Oh, okay. And the like guy who plays the T one thousand in Wayne's World, and I was like, yep. oh, I didn't get that. Like, two have you seen ago, this child? I yeah. <laughs> um so yeah like all like all of that was really fun, like seeing all of the things that I've missed over the past lifetime <laughs> um, yeah, it was thoroughly enjoyable watch
0: so um let's um let's have these films fight okay. um I mean, obviously, we think that the Meet me in St. Louis and um, Punk's Dead SLC Punk Tour way better. No, uh, yeah, yeah, they can't they really. The whole
1: thing. Yeah, I don't they, know, yeah. I worry having this conversation actually.
0: <laughs> it's too much cinema for one podcast. Um, but um, so so, how does it hold up to to Tenenbaums? So
1: that's so. This is really tricky because all of these movies are so different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um i listened. To-
0: apple and oranges and i always say uh oranges
1: <laughs> um i mean i think for myself personally tenenbaums is always going to be a better film for me personally against t2 that being said i had so much fun watching t2 that like in this watch of movies that i've done recently T2 takes the cake.
0: Oh, interesting. Uh,
1: Whereas, like, Royal Tenenbaums is going to be above it in general. This round of watching T2 was hands down the most fun that I had. Um, And it was also fun just, like, seeing, like, one of your favorite movies that you're, like, making this whole fucking podcast about that you've been, like, trying to get me to watch for two years. Um, So, like, that felt kind of, like, fun and special
0: so oh, you like, know what? We'd be remiss if we didn't point out um sorry, it, the 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 not to SL the, the not to Terminator 2 in the first SLC Punk film. Did you get that? When? When um oh uh what's uh, Steve O's girlfriend? Uh they, they they like drop acid in a in a cemetery.
1: Oh yeah.
0: And she, like, she's talking about the end of the world, Steve-O, and, like, the blue screen behind her cuts away it to, like... D-Day? Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 to, yeah, to Judgment Day, where, like, um, <laughs> yeah, all that's from... Actually, that that just occurred to me.
1: That's really funny.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I, uh, uh, you know, I, I'll say for myself, I've had, you know, I've had both of these films knocking around my head for, you know... Uh, long enough and uh it's funny because I, th- I do think that like um uh in this viewing in november of 2020 um i think uh, uh, uh the Baums was uh there's just like a lot more to live with but again these are films that i'm getting older with and i look forward to growing older with them and coming yeah. checking back in with them you know, uh, every now and again, and maybe I'll feel different in a few years, but, um, and and that's, you know, that's fucking true of every movie, you know, like that's, you know, I I ask people this sort of thing all the time, but it's, you know.
1: (laughs) Um, No, yeah, no, I totally, like there's nothing to complain about in Terminator 2 watching it, you know, like Mm -hmm. I, I was just like blown away by how great it was. And just how much fun it is to watch. It's like, there's not, I don't know. It's just like, there's nothing to complain about.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: and yeah, I, I definitely had the most fun. And And it was nice watching something that I hadn't seen before, especially like, that was just like a fun watch, you know, like in like, this day and age with the pandemic um like having like a fun moment where i'm like all (laughs) jazzed is like great all i want right now
0: yeah just complete like (laughs) i'm not thinking about anything but whether they're going to get um into that factory and (laughs) exactly that's a great note to end on thank you for coming carolyn hasta la vista hasta la vista (laughs) Cut you off at the end there. I'm sorry.
1: No.